The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello, 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 and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is November 8th, so happy to be back with you guys. And today, you know, it's the start of a new week. So we're going to recap where we are with our rookies, give you our rankings so far for the rookies, and go over a little bit of information about rookies you have not heard that much about lately. And so let's get straight to it like it's nothing to it. And I'm going to start off with that. A lot of our rookies, we've been dying to see from them and hear from them in the NBA, but we haven't. They're buried on the bench or they're going to be in the G League, you know, on the two-way contract coming up and down. So we're still waiting in anticipation for a lot of them. Today, I'm going to give you news and notes on about eight of them because some of them are actually getting some minutes. Where are they getting those minutes? In the G League. So let's start that off. First game uh, for the G League, it was a performance like no other. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets G League team is the Greensboro Swarm. Now, they have two very important rookies on that team. JT Thor, who I projected as a first-round pick. His talent is off the hook, <laughs> off the radar. I mean, it's out of this world. I mean, JT Thor can be an all-star or he can be someone that just stays in the G League. I tend to think he's going to be close to an all-star. If he gets the opportunity, he's so young, and he has the raw skill to develop into a star. And he he started off with a great performance in the G League with 34 points, 12 rebounds, and shot 14 for 22 from the field. Uh, this is a guy that when I saw his college tape at Auburn, I saw flashes of Kevin Garnett. Still raw, still needed time to develop, but it's it's ridiculous what he can do. And so he's going to get a chance to continue to develop and get his game right for the official Charlotte Hornets. But while he's with the Greensboro Swarm, JT Thor is a name to look out for. He was drafted 37th overall and easily could have been drafted in the 20s. But, you know, he is a little raw. So for those teams that didn't want to wait, um, which are normally the contenders in the 20s, so he fell to the second round and the Hornets are kind of loaded this year, but it, it could go either way with their big men up front uh, with PJ Washington. The center position is unproven. So JT Thor could be a real, a real something for this team. Probably not this year, but next year. And also the rookie that you all know and love <laughs> Leangelo ball in that same game had 22 points and shot four from seven from the three-point line. His field goal percentage was great, nine for 13. So um, that's just huge to show you that a lot of people write Leangelo Ball off. They laugh at him, say, oh, he's the brother that didn't make it. Uh, they always say the Ball brothers had two in a possible uh, or something like that. But Leangelo Ball has clearly been working on his game. This is not his first good performance with the Swarm. He played good in the summer league. Uh, every opportunity he's had, in North Carolina, at least, he's played very well. So it's good to see it. And if he continues to be a knockdown three-point shooter, that is always needed in the NBA. So there's a path for him to get somewhere. 
Now, another player that was undrafted, uh, like Leangelo, Carleek Jones. Uh, I was a huge fan of Carleek Jones. I thought he had potential to be drafted as well, uh, but he's in the G League right now. He was up and down with the Detroit Pistons uh, for their summer league, but he had 37 points for the Texas Legends. So you're scoring 37 points. I don't care where it is. You, your, your, your name's gonna be <laughs> heard by some people. So there's an opportunity if he keeps playing like he is, that you know he'll be okay. He'll be okay. I like Carleek Jones, name to remember. Another player we all know and love, Sharif Cooper. You know we all thought he should have been a first round pick, possibly a lottery pick. Fell to the second round, like pick number forty eight or something ridiculous, to the Atlanta Hawks. He's playing with the, their G League affiliate, College Park Skyhawks. Scored 23 points, has six assists, five three-pointers. So that's great that he's hitting those threes, you know, um, looking good out there like he did in the summer league. So it's just encouraging to see our gosh, Sharif Cooper still balling. Another player that should not be in the G League, <laughs> Cam Thomas. You know him. We know him. First round pick for the Nets. He's balled all offseason, summer league, preseason. Anytime he's gotten a chance to play, he's instant offense. He scored 35 points, has six boards and two assists. That's the only thing wrong with his game is the assist. Um, but when you can put up points like that, you're going to be needed in the NBA, unless you're the Brooklyn Nets, apparently, because, you know, Kyrie is out. They have Patty Mills and a bunch of veterans that are not special. And they're choosing to go that route instead of play Cam Thomas. It's very frustrating, but him playing in the G League, it's only going to help his game for when his name is truly called. He's going to be even more ready. But scoring 35 points in your first ever G League game is just simply ridiculous, like we know Cam Thomas is. So look out for him coming soon. That's why he was the Summer League MVP, you know, him and Davion. Uh, so next top performer. Luca Garza, second round pick for Detroit Pistons. I feel he's good enough to be a backup center right now for the Pistons, um, but they're going to let him develop in the G League. But he scored 24 points, had nine rebounds and two assists. Uh, just more dominance from Luca. They're going to want him to get better on defense, and that's why he's mainly in the G League. But very encouraging to see Luca Garza putting up 24 points, nine rebounds. That's the Luka Garza I know and expect to see in the future. Another player on our list, uh, 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 more of a surprising player on the list. This is the highest drafted player that is in the G League. That is Jonathan Kaminga, drafted number seven overall to the Golden State Warriors. He is simply in the G League because he's on the Golden State Warriors. He would have went to any other team in that top 10 in the top lottery picks. He would not be in the G League. Uh, he was banged up uh, during the offseason, during preseason. And so he would have started the regular season a little bit late, like within the fifth, sixth game. That set him back. So we will see if this is a journey that he stays on. I know I saw Andre Iguodala is banged up right now. So it could be temporary until he gets his feet under him. But Jonathan Kaminga scored 15 points, had six rebounds and four assists. And that's kind of what the type of numbers he was putting up when he was with the G League Ignite. And right now he is with the Santa Cruz Warriors. Um, so uh, good performance. <clears throat> and, you know, I really think it's 
it's fair but also unfair that he's a seventh pick playing in the G League. Um, throw him on the team because uh, otherwise, why'd you draft him? They really should have traded those two picks, seven and 14, Kaminga and Moody, if you're going to have them in the G League. So the Warriors better have some type of plan because Jonathan Kaminga could be helping a lot of bad teams right now. And last but not least, well, I got two more for you. <laughs> uh, Jalen Johnson, you know, the 20th pick overall to the Atlanta Hawks, scored 21 points, had 12 rebounds and two assists. And, I mean, he was a player that was projected to go around 10 to 12. He fell to 20. And that's just another steal that the Hawks got. You know, they have him and they have Shreve Cooper. So um, good to see Jalen Johnson balling. He played great in the summer league. He was not that good in the preseason. And that's probably why he's in the G League right now. Uh, but he's showing, okay, it's still me. I'm still ready to go. So whenever my name is called. So uh, the only thing about these guys is just the path to minutes in the NBA is so tough because everyone is so good. Unless you're on a really bad team like OKC, it's hard to get minutes. Uh, or the Magic, or, you know, it's a couple of teams where they can afford to play you if they drafted you and you're talented. <laughs> But a lot of teams that are good and fighting for the playoffs are really not thinking about rookies like we are, I am, especially. Uh, another, I got to give another shout out to another player that's played very well, and that is Mac McClung. You know, the G League just started, so most teams have played either one or two games. So not much right now, but, you know, from these one-game performances, they've been really good to see our rookies playing so well. And uh, the last one is Mac McClung. He was an undrafted rookie to the Lakers, and I thought he was going to make the Lakers during the summer league because he was playing well. They were thinking very highly of him. He kind of was a little gnat out there like Alex Caruso, and he kind of reminded me of him a little bit. <clears throat> but then Austin Reeves came in, played better. Mac McClung's production went down. Here he is in the G League, but in his first G League performance, he had 24 points and nine assists. So that's what you want to see right there. Um, you cannot hate on that. And the G League is only going to help him get better. He also has six rebounds. So um, I don't think he's that good. <laughs> like as far as being in the NBA, I think he'll be more of a role player, hustle player. But in the G League, he was pretty dominant in that game. So um, and then just other news and notes uh, for the season leaders for the G League. Cam Thomas is number two, is number three overall in points per game. You know, Dayron Sharp is top five in rebounds with 13. Jamie Ekanik is with 12. Mac McClung with assists with his nine. Dayron Sharp with blocks for four. And steals per game, Isaiah Miller from. Uh, he was with the Minnesota Timberwolves. He's a rookie as well. He had four uh, field goal percentage. We have Aaron Wiggins at 77%. So it, our rookies are making a lot of noise already, and there's only more to come, you know, soon enough in the future. So I had to give a shout-out to some rookies that you hadn't heard from in a while. You love to see it. It's been great, um, and I'm just so happy that they're getting on the court because – they are not in the real NBA, but, you know, they're still out there with a pulse. Um, as far as our regular players in the regular season, I'm going to go over our leaders thus far for rookies. Going to hear a lot of the same names over and over, especially this guy, 
Scotty Barnes. Starting with points, Scotty Barnes is our leader with 17.6, Chris Duarte, 16, Jalen Green, 14, Franz Wagner, 14, Evan Mobley, pretty much 14. Rebounds per game, Scotty Barnes, 9, Evan Mobley, 8, Josh Giddy 6, Kay Cunningham, pretty much 6, Chris Duarte, 4.5. For assists, Josh Giddy leads the pack with 6, Davion Mitchell, 3.5, Jalen Suggs, 3.5, Jalen Green, three. Kay Cunningham, three, pretty much. And for blocks, Evan Mobley, 1.3. Usman Garuba, one. Scotty Barnes, Josh Giddy, and Jared Butler, all 0.8. Jared Butler's 0.6, but oh well. Uh, steals per game. Alperin Sengun still leads that category with almost two. Josh Giddy, 1.6. Herb Jones, Franz Wagner, and Evan Mobley with one. And Scotty Barnes is our leader in minutes with 35. Evan Mobley, 30, 34. Chris Duarte, 34. So um, that's just our category leaders. Now, as far as our top 15 rookies, I'm going to dive into them real quick for you guys. Okay. Number one, you've heard his name so many times before. He's back from his little hand injury. Great to see him back on the court. Playing great defense in his latest game against Brooklyn Nets, I mean, he was helping shut down Kevin Durant and James Harden out there on multiple different occasions. Durant uh, came out with a quote. He was super impressed by Scotty uh, Barnes. He said, how old is he, 19, 20? Sheesh. I mean, he was out there giving them a little bit of fits, keeping up with them, unlike most rookies would ever even dream about. So without, you know, without any further ado, Scotty Barnes is our number one rookie. Uh, he right now he's averaging 17 and a half points, nine rebounds per game, two assists per game, half a steal per game, almost a block per game. Just giving the players out there fits on the defensive end, on the offensive end, doing a little bit of everything. Uh, his field goal percentage is 52%. Uh, so not terrible, but that three-point percentage is still bad, like it was in college in the 20s, but he has plenty of room to grow. Um it's just amazing his production with the Raptors. Pascal Siakam is back now. He, his first game back was Sunday. So we will see if Scotty Barnes' production completely drops off or stays the same or just barely drops off. And that's because he has been playing so, so good. I doubt they're going to be able to just put him on the reserve role to where he's playing 15 minutes a night. Because he right now he's averaging 35 minutes per game. So that may go down to, I say, around 30, but it's no way you can just put him on a bench row as a forgotten man around 15 minutes per game because he's been playing so good. And I did not expect him to play this good from the jump, but I did expect him to be this good at some point. <laughs> but he's got there a lot faster than I expected. But Scotty Barnes, without a doubt, is number one. Now, I'm going to say my number two player is Evan Mobley. He's been balling as well. Just about every game, he's almost getting a double-double here lately. But he's averaging 14 points, eight rebounds, two assists, one steal, and one block per game. Giving you that all-around production, <clears throat> giving it to you on the offensive end, playing very great defense out there. You know, hustling at one point, he was the leader in contested shots. That means him guarding other players as far as 
he's not leaving his man open. So anybody's putting up a shot, he's in their face. <clears throat> and uh, that that doesn't just leave rookies. That led the whole league. So that was pretty impressive. Um, you, it, It's really not much you can say for Evan Mobley. I mean, uh, Shaq's first game, he scored 12 points, had 18 rebounds and three blocks. So Evan Mobley, you want to see more points, but you got to still remember he is a rookie. So there's some games he's going to score 18, some games he's going to score eight. So right now his average is almost 14. You're like, man, I think he can do better than that. But he is a rookie. So 14 and eight is great for a big man who honestly is raw. And uh, I did not expect him to come out from the gates, uh, you know, this good, this early either. So very impressed by Evan Mobley. That's why he's number two. Number three, got to give it up to Chris Duarte. Average 16 points per game, four and a half rebounds per game, two and a half assists, one steal per game. So Chris Duarte obviously was one of our better rookies. His production is dropping a little bit with Karis LeVert back, but he's still been able to put up some points because Malcolm Brogdon has been in and out of the lineup. But Chris Duarte, you know, he is a – he was a ready-to-go player. Everyone well knows about his age, being 24 years old. But uh, it's not been a detriment at all. It's only helped him come right in, find a role, and be ready to go and help the Pacers, uh, you know, put some points up and be competitive in these games. So it's going to be very interesting to see how is it going to go when uh, T.J. Warren comes back. But that could still be a month away. So, but Chris Duarte playing very well. One of the leaders in free throw percentage for my rookies, shooting 92%. Now, number three on the list, going to go with Jalen Green. Uh, At this point, Jalen Green is averaging 14 points per game, three rebounds, three assists. He recently had a breakout 24-point performance, which helped that uh, increase. You just want to see his field goal percentage go up and three-point percentage go up. That's that's why he's struggling a little bit, but he's playing well. You can tell every game he's getting a little bit better. It, his stats might not even go up that much, but you see his play get better all around. So, like, he's in the spots where he should be. Even though the shot might not go in, you can just say what, the best way to get better is experience, and he's getting plenty of it with the Rockets. With the Rockets um, playing 32 and a half minutes per game. So next I would have to say Franz Wagner. I mean, you could say it's a, it's a tie between Franz Wagner and Josh Giddy, uh, but I'm just going to give it to Franz Wagner for now. Uh, average of 14 points, three and a half boards, two assists per game, one steal per game. Obviously he had the best game of any rookie thus far with the 28 point performance. But since then, you know, he's dropped down back to reality a little bit. Um, but still playing well all around. So I have to give him a shout out. So he's number five. Number six, I'm going to go to Josh Giddy because he's played some really good games. And even when he doesn't score much, those assists and rebounds are up there. So that's what's making him a great all around player. Right now, he's averaging 10 and a half points per game, six rebounds, six assists, and one and a half steals per game, almost a block per game as well. So he's putting up those all-around production numbers that we all want to see, uh, that we all love. Um, you got to love it. And he is struggling at what I expected, and that's the scoring. 
Uh, I expected the assist to be well. I did not expect the rebounds to be as well as the assist, but um, he's playing a lot better than I expected. So I have to give him respect. That's why Josh Giddy is number six on my list. Number seven, I'm going to have to go with Jalen Suggs from the Orlando Magic. Uh, I expected more, and I still will expect more from Jalen Suggs because, in my opinion, he was a top talent in this draft. But he's been playing pretty decent so far. Um, I want to see him kicking into that next gear. But he's averaging 12.5 points per game, three rebounds, three and a half assists, almost a steal per game, and a half block per game. And he's another player that's coming into his own. And he's on a bad team, so that doesn't help. Uh, And it's kind of a crowded backfield. Cole Anthony is out there balling out of control. So it's kind of limiting what Jalen Suggs can do for the Magic. But it's going to be a really, really long season for the Magic. And who knows what their roster is going to look like by the end of the year. So stay tuned. Uh, Number eight, I'm going to go with Davion Mitchell. Who's averaging 10 and a half points per game, two rebounds, three and a half assists, almost a steal per game. And, you know, him along with Scotty Barnes playing that lockdown defense, um, even when he's not putting up a lot of points, the, re- the rebounds, the defense is there. Um, and lately, his last three games, he's been scoring a lot more. So that's why his average is at 10. Uh, but if you would have did his average by the last week, or so that average would be around 14 because he's really coming to his own, getting better with each game. And I I'm loving it. I mean, it's a lot of, you know, talk about uh, Fox. De'Aaron Fox is not playing as well as we all expected. And I think that's just because Davion's out there. And at times Halliburton is on the bench when Davion's out there as well. So it's a kind of a crowded backfield right now, backcourt, but Davion is still flourishing. Rather, De'Aaron Fox may um, take a small hit, and Tyrese Halliburton's taking a small hit, but Davion is out there. So that's the consistent. So that's good. Um, Number nine, I'm going to go with. Should I do it? Should I do it? I'm going to go with Cade Cunningham, even though he's only played four games. His first two games were pretty terrible, but his other two games, very well. He's averaging almost 11 points per game almost six rebounds per game and three assists per game, half a steal per game uh, as well. But it's kind of unfair because he only played four games because he was out with an ankle injury, but it's good to see him on his feet playing, you know, better as the season goes along, like his third and fourth game, like I said, were much better. His field goal percentage has been horrendous. I couldn't pause that first part of that word, so I'm glad I just kept going. But by far, it's the worst field goal percentage. So he really needs to get that up. I mean, it is at 23%. His three-point percentage is at 14%. Like, it's really bad. (laughs) So that, I mean, that's why it's like, "Mm, should he be number nine? I don't know. But everything else other than his uh, shooting percentage is pretty well. So I'm going to keep him in there, but I'm just happy he's in there, you know, because up until this point, he has not been able to be mentioned in our top 15 rookies thus far because he wasn't playing. Now he's in here and now he has a floor and now he has a ceiling to reach. So hopefully each week 
that production climbs and he just gets better with time. Like I said, Jalen Green is clearly getting better with each game he's playing out there. And hopefully Cade will be in the same category. All right, number 10, going to go with Alperin Sengun, averaging nine points per game, uh, four rebounds, two assists. It's just a matter of minutes. He's only averaging 19.6 minutes per game. Once those minutes go up, his production will go up. So nothing bad to say about Alperin Sengun. Still one of the best big men in the draft thus far. He is, is, yeah. Well, Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley and Alperin Sengun are our only two big men that I've named thus far. Yeah, you could say Franz Wagner, maybe. But <laughs> next, number 11, going to go with Bones Highland, averaging almost seven points per game. Not much in any other statistics, but one steal per game as well. Uh, he just needs more minutes, and that's in 15 minutes. So you double those minutes, you have a good player right there. And, you know, doubling his minutes is still under 30 minutes. So, We'd love to see Bones get more minutes, and he is slowly creeping up. Within the last week, he was playing behind Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers has since lost that job to Bones Highland. So within the last week, his stats are starting to climb up, and he's only played six games, and that's not because of injury. That's because he just was getting DMPs early in the year, and now he's been playing, and it seems like each day that goes along, he's getting more confidence in the team. The team's getting more confidence in him, and his production will continue to rise. Number 12, got to give it to Herb Jones, averaging six points per game. You see the drop-off is real now with Bones and Herb in the sixes, and before that, we were pretty much everyone was in double digits, except Albert and Sengun, but Herb Jones is a defensive specialist, um, averaging six points per game, two boards, one steal, and a half block per game. But the fact that he's been out there starting for the Pelicans, uh, and especially over Trey Murphy, who he would, Trey Murphy was drafted uh, 20-something picks before him, and nobody knew Herb Jones for the most part. Uh, but And I mentioned Trey Murphy because that's the other player they drafted. But I've been very impressed with his defense. He's been a pest to some pros out there. Um, he just needs to get his points up if he wants to hold on to a role like that uh, because defense only gets you so far. And New Orleans Pelicans have been playing like one of the worst teams in the league. So uh, it's great to see Herb Jones up here in the top 15. But you got to do more than just great defense. You got to score as well or eventually that job will go to someone else. Number 13, got to give it to Austin Reeves for the Lakers, averaging six points, two rebounds, one assist. That's about it (laughs) for the Lakers. And that's only in 21 minutes per game. Uh, But he's been putting up some sneaky good stats. Just remember, this is for the year. So within those nine games. So even if you have four tremendous games and four horrible games, it's going to average out as basic. So, it's just when you see six points, it's like, yeah, I don't care about that. But that's still something to consider that he's been playing well because, you know, it's still an average. But to be on the Lakers team that's loaded with older veterans, that's got to be a tricky situation. And right now they're facing some injuries, so he's getting some extra minutes. But I'm just glad he's played nine games. It's kind of crazy because, you know, like Bones and Highlands, for instance, should has only played six games. So, and he was a first round pick. Austin Reeves was undrafted. 
And I can go on and on and on about that. So, but Austin Reeves has been impressive in his limited minutes, I feel. Number 14, Zaire Williams for the Memphis Grizzlies, averaging 5.7 points per game. Not much at all in other stats, 0.8 in steals, 0.4 in blocks. And he was getting a lot of minutes while a lot of, a lot of players were out for the Grizzlies. Um, but Dylan Brooks should be coming back soon. We will see how that affects his minutes. Um, but averaging over 18 minutes per game, I would like to see more than six points for Zaire. But still, once again, that's not that many minutes. So you can't knock him too much. And he's on a, a good team, you know, a Memphis team that will be fighting for, you know, contention in the sixth to eighth spot in the West. So next, number 15, I have to give it to, you know what? I'm going to break a rule and say it's a three-way tie. Has that ever been done? I don't think so. But it's a three-way tie between Trey Murphy, Delano Bonton, and Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Now, they're all averaging five to five and a half points per game and not much else in other stats. <laughs> um, Really, honestly. So, but Trey Murphy, it's just about opportunity. He's playing 21 minutes per game. I don't feel he's confident in his game like he was in the summer league and preseason. And it's probably because they have Herb Jones starting over him. And he's probably really confused like about that, <laughs> like most of the Pelicans fans are and people who have interest in Trey Murphy. So also Delano Bonton, he's had some uh, really, really, really nice games. And then some games where he's kind of disappeared. And that's mainly because of minutes. Uh, he's only averaging 12 minutes per game. But when he's out there on the court for an extended period of time, good things have been happening. Uh, but now that Pascal Siakam is back, he could head to a more reserve role. So uh, it's been nice knowing you, Delano Bantan, but we will see if you're, you're still up here in the top 15 range as far as our rookies. Uh, but he's been much more impressive than I thought. I thought he would be a player that's been in the G League all season. And then maybe next year he'd be doing some of the things he's doing now. So you still have to give him a round of applause for being a late second round pick, mid second round pick, and being in the top 15 the most valuable rookies thus far. And now 15C, <laughs> even though I'm cheating, is Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Uh, and that's just because I feel he's been playing very well in limited minutes he's averaging 16.6 minutes per game it seems like okc's big man rotation is just i would curse but i'm not going to just the f worded <laughs> it's um not good um a lot of people expected isaiah roby to be the starting center they have Derek favors they have jeremiah robson earl isaiah roby now is not even playing has been sent to the g league and now you have Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who's still getting around 15, 20 minutes per game. Like, start the man or bench them. I don't, I don't understand what they're doing, um, honestly. So if he's not ready, send him to the G League. But it's OKC, man. That's all I could say. Um, so <laughs> um, keep an eye out on Jeremiah Robinson Earl, though. He's a guy that I projected could be top 10 as far as rookies. Um, I think, I think Adam J should be second team all rookie. And that was because of the opportunity in OKC. And thus far, he's been, uh, if not in the starting lineup, which has been rare, 
but mention like, oh, he possibly may start tonight. He may not. Uh, I have no idea why OKC is playing Derek Favors on this young team. They're not trying to win, clearly. But eventually that will go to Jeremiah Robinson Earl or Isaiah Roby will end up getting it back. So just the fact that he's competing for minutes, uh, being a second-round pick, has him as 15 seed. <laughs> you got to love it. So just that was my top 15 thus far. Some other players of note, Trey Mann's been playing pretty decent for OKC as well. You know, he's only played five games. Ayo Desunmu, he's had some uh, really, really, really nice games for the Bulls. It's just a matter of consistent minutes because uh, right now he's averaging four points on the season. But he had a game where he was in the teens with 14 points, had another one with around 10 points. Uh, but the minutes haven't been consistent because there's not many for him on the team. But when he got him, he balled out, which I was very proud of. Um, and then other um, rookies are just starting to come into their own. You know, like Isaiah Todd just played his first game. Good to see. Santiago Damas played three games. Good to see. Um, so you just have to look out for our rookies. Uh, Omar Yet Severin, it's been playing a lot lately. Not a lot lately. In, in multiple games, even though it's been two minutes or four minutes here. He's getting in the game, so it's not bad. But um, that's that's just I want to give a recap before you know the week really starts. Uh, let you know where our rookies are. I'll probably do this every uh, Monday show. Uh, it, it's fun, especially with the breaking uh, news and performances from our G League rookies. Uh, we always, of course, hope our G League rookies are only there temporarily, but in the meantime. They have been playing tremendous, and I love it. Love to see it. So all they're doing is waiting for their call out. They're just going to keep playing very well until they get their name called, and that's what it's all about, you know. So um, also I have another quote about Delano Bontine. Uh, Kim Birch, his teammate, I thought this was a very interesting quote. He said, at first I didn't know what he was. Now I see him in a game, and I'm like, playing with a Sean Livingston type. And that's a really good comparison. Tall, long, he can play the point guard, uh, raw prospect. So that's another reason to keep an eye on Delano Bonta. He's going to struggle for minutes uh, now, like I said. But when your teammates, when your veteran teammates are starting to see stuff like that in you, uh, that's a real good sign. And it's a sign that they're going to do everything they can to help bring what they see out of you to the court so that's my update of where we are with our rookies in the nba our rookies in the g league and i hope you loved it if you love the show thank you uh you know for supporting thank you for listening to the all rookie podcast tell a friend to tell a friend rate review follow comment all that good stuff on the all rookie podcast and i'm out of here catch you next time peace This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.